With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Three, two, one. When I'm working out, I love to listen to your podcast. Whenever you say something, other people react to it. Taking my breath away, Aaron. Fern Lundquist joins me. Hall of Famer Jim Calhoun. NASCAR icon Dale Earnhardt Jr. Kirk Herbstreet is on the phone. Welcome in, everybody. Episode 717 of the podcast. It's Swimming America, the Air Tour Sports Podcast presented by Ben Fred Sportsbook. It is Friday, June 2nd, 2023. People, I hope everybody's doing well. I hope everybody is having a great day, and I hope everybody is ready for a fun, fast-paced episode of the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast here on a Friday. Here's what you need to know about today's show. So Wednesday night was obviously the NBA draft deadline. By now, you've hopefully listened to Thursday's show where we reacted to everything. Who's staying? Who's going? What does it mean for college hoops? Well, on today's show, what I plan on doing is unveiling what is basically my final way too early top 25 of the offseason. Now, there may still be some portal stuff, but the rosters are basically set. So I'm going to give you my way too early top 25, talk about the teams that won at the portal and lo- or, or won at the deadline and lost. What does it mean? From there, we will take a quick break and wrap with Aaron Wright, Aaron Wrong. This should be a pretty fo- straightforward, quick show, and it's in large part because I have given you plenty to listen to throughout the week. Tuesday, we previewed the NBA draft deadline as well as the SEC meetings. Wednesday, we talked Caleb Love. Thursday, we recapped the NBA draft deadline. And of course, today, full reaction with my way too early top 25. So if you missed any episodes this week, make sure to go back and listen. I should mention as well, if you're into the NBA draft stuff, it's really going to ramp up on this show over the next few weeks, but also... On the College Hoops Daily feed, me and Zach Kroll, just search College Hoops Daily Podcast. We have previewed all of the big stories in the NBA draft so far. We talked about Victor Wimbanyama at number one. We talked about the debate about number two. And we also talked about a little bit about Anthony Black as an NBA draft prospect. So make sure, find the College Hoops Daily Podcast if you want more NBA draft coverage. And trust me, there is plenty more coming on this feed as well. With that said, let's not waste any more time and let's get to the topic of the day. And the topic of the day, I just told you, Thursday was the NBA draft deadline. If you wanted to play college basketball in 2023-2024, it means that you had to have removed your name from the NBA draft prior to Wednesday night at midnight. 
So Thursday show, we did a full recap of who's in, who's out. And today, what I want to do is update what I guess you would call my way too early top 25. But at this point, I don't think it's way too early. I just think it's a top 25 because there really isn't all that much that's going to change here over the next couple months before the season starts. Now, look, we'll get a few transfer guys here and there. But for the most part, top 25 is set. And so because of it, I want to reveal and I want to share my top 10 I'll give you my whole top 25, but we're going to take an in-depth look at the top 10 as well as some other teams that stand out going into the season. So let's get into it. Let's not waste any more time. And by the way, I will also share the Betfred Sportsbook odds on all of these teams. Not going to lie. May have already placed one or two futures bets for next year. So let's get into it. Let's not waste any more time. Number one. And AT's not really anymore way too early. Top 25, it is. Drumroll, please. It's the Duke Blue Devils. And listen, you know, by the way, Duke is number two in the Betfred Sportsbook at plus 1,100. I've had Duke at number one basically since about the second or third week of the offseason and haven't really seen that much reason to change. Remember, this is a team that finished the season hot. Now, they lost to Tennessee in the second round of the NCAA tournament, but Prior to that, had won nine, 10 straight games, I believe. They had won the ACC tournament where they beat Miami, who, of course, made the Final Four. But here's the catch with Duke. They returned their top four scores off last year's team. Kyle Filipowski, leading scorer and rebounder. He's back. Tyrese Proctor, second leading scorer. He's back. Mark Mitchell, third leading scorer. He's back. And then the big one a few weeks ago, their starting point guard, Jeremy Roach, Tested the NBA draft waters. He's back. Fourth-year player. Played with Paulo Bancaro and all those guys a few years ago on the Final Four team. He is officially back. And so when you look at this Duke team, I don't know what else there is to say. In this new era of college basketball, at least for right now, experience matters and continuity to me. That was the theme of this year. You look at UConn. Three starters back from last year's team. Miami had a bunch of guys back. San Diego State had basically everybody back off last year's team. And so I look at it, and this is the new world that we live in. Duke brings back pretty much everybody. I would also say this, NIL, and we'll talk about it, or we talked about it last night with Zach Eady, but I think it's important to note, NIL brought a lot of guys back that I think would have been drafted had they decided to test the waters. Kyle Filipowski, in my opinion, would have been drafted late first round, early second round if he had stayed in, if he had even tested the NBA draft waters. Same with Tyrese Proctor. Instead, they are both back. Duke is my favorite. Duke is the number one team in the country entering the 2023-2024 college basketball season. Number two in AT's way too early top 25. It is, I believe, the team outside of Duke that you could make the best argument for as the favorite going into next year. And by the way, you know who believes they're the best team in college basketball? The Bedford Sportsbook, which has Kansas, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk as the favorites going into next year at plus 1,010 to 1. Kansas is your favorite. And Kansas is an interesting deal because we know about Hunter Dickinson, and we'll talk about him in a minute. But why so many people are excited about Kansas is that really it was only about two or three days before the NBA draft deadline when a guy by the name of Kevin McCuller, a player who started on last year's Big 12 championship team, announced he was coming back for a fifth year. He had transferred in from Texas Tech, tested the NBA draft waters after the season, 
Nobody really expected him back. Now, I should say when he transferred in from Texas Tech, it was last offseason, so he was a starter on last year's team. Nobody really expected him back, and then boom, out of nowhere, he decides to come back. So you have two starters back next year, Dewan Harris, another guy who played in a Final Four in 2022, and then also uh, Kevin McCuller, who was a starter on last year's team. So you have those two. You have Hunter Dickinson, the best player that entered the transfer portal this offseason, two-time All-American monster down low. I think he could be like a 20-13 and kind of guy at Kansas next year. And they also did a great job in the transfer portal. Nick Timberlake, 42-43% three-point shooter out of Towson is coming in. Artario Morris, former McDonald's All-American, is coming in. And I look at this Kansas team and I say, darn, man, that is a really good team with experience. We've talked about it many times before, but Bill Self's best teams often are the ones with veteran players. Bill Self isn't a one-and-done guy. Bill Self is a give-me-three-or-four-years-to-mold-a-guy type coach. He's going to have one of his oldest teams next year, and I think they're going to be really good. Hunter Dickinson, fourth-year player. Kevin McCuller, fifth-year player. Nick uh, Nick Timberlake, fifth-year player. On and on and on and on and on. Kansas is number two in AT's way-too-early top 25. Number three in the way-too-early top 25, I believe, is the only other team you could argue at number one in the country. They're at 13-1 in the Betfred Sportsbook odds. That's the Purdue Boilermakers. And listen, everybody knows where Torres stands on Purdue. Not a big fan. It's not that I'm not a big fan of Matt Painter. I just think he gets a pass from the national media way, way, way too often. And I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that he is coming off the worst three-year stretch in the NCAA tournament, lost as a four-seed in 2021 in the bubble to North Texas, lost as a two-seed, or a three-seed, excuse me, to St. Peter's in the Sweet 16 in 2022, and then, of course, lost as a number one seed this year to Fairleigh Dickinson. And so I've talked a lot about Matt Painter. You guys and girls know where I stand on him. But what I will just say, bottom line, end of story is this. With Zach Eady returning, they basically bring back everybody. Now, they lost a guy or two off the bench, but all five starters are back, and I can criticize Matt Painter for whatever, but at the end of the day, this is the reigning Big Ten regular season champ, Big Ten tournament champ, with the National Player of the Year back, as well as all five starters, and if you want to tell me they should be the favorite going in, I would have no fundamental objection to it. It is worth noting, I've seen a few people mention this as well, remember, Virginia, 2018 tournament lose to UMBC first number 16 seed to ever beat a number one seed Virginia comes back and wins a national championship the following year don't know if Purdue is going to do that but they will have the opportunity it's because Zach Eady is coming back number four so I think that first three is pretty set in stone number four I don't know if I'm being a homer or not I have UConn at number four And you could talk me into them at 7, 8, 6. I think they're a top 10 team for sure. I don't really know what to do with them. Because at the NBA draft deadline, they did lose a third marquee player, Andre Jackson, who was kind of the glue guy, do it all, whatever. That's on top of the final four most outstanding player, Dama Sanogo, and of course, Jordan Hawkins, who's going to be a lottery pick. Here's the thing, though. If you look at UConn, they still do bring back a lot. So Tristan Newton, who really emerged late as a point guard for this team, 10 points, four and a half rebounds, almost five assists per game. He officially announces that he's coming back at the deadline. On top of that, let's also not forget that you have Alex Caravan coming back. Nine points per game, was a star in the NCAA tournament, 40% three-point shooting. 
And Donovan Klingon, who was just an absolute beast as a true freshman a year ago, he's back for another season as well. And so, like I said, I think you can make a compelling case that those three, with a three-man freshman class, a couple other marquee returnees, Samson Johnson, a guy who's kind of banged up this year, uh, Hassan Diara, that's a team that, to me, is they're going to have the talent to make another deep run, another Final Four potentially. Will they get there? I don't know. But I have UConn at number four, and we'll see how I feel. Two starters back and really three of their top six off of this year's national championship team. I trust Dan Hurley, and I do think they are probably one of the teams in this top 10 that still has a piece to add when it's all said and done. This is a team that is recruiting Cam Spencer, the transfer from Rutgers. We'll see if it ends up happening. Uh, Cam Spencer is, I think Adam Zagoria reported, scheduled to visit UConn next weekend. So we will see. He's down to four schools. You had Cam Spencer. I think they're so, they solidify themselves as a top five team. UConn, by the way, same as Purdue, 13 to one in the Betfred Sportsbook. Let's keep it going at number five. And number five is actually the fifth best odds in the Betfred Sportsbook at 14 to one. That's the Arkansas Razorbacks. Can anything stop? The big pig invasion. I'm not sure. Nobody can stop Eric Musselman in the portal. Now, it was an interesting NBA draft deadline day for Arkansas on Wednesday, and we talked about it. Uh, Jordan Walsh left as expected. But the interesting real piece of news was that Ron Holland, the number one high school player in America, Arkansas thought they were getting him. Like, like, we're going to talk about an Aaron right, Aaron wrong. And I didn't even get it from anybody at Arkansas, but I know for a fact that staff, like, they had the uniform made. They had the, the the nameplate made for the locker. They had the dorm room picked out for him. And he ends up committing to G League Ignite at the last moment. So I think it's easy to kind of sit there and say, oh, you know, what happened? I don't know. But what I know is Arkansas still has a team that's good enough to make a Final Four and compete at the highest level of college basketball next year. Five transfers coming in. We've talked about them a million times. But L. Ellis, Louisville's leading scorer, Tremont Mark, who I think is a great two-way player, uh, Khalif Battle, really high-scoring guard from Temple, bigger guard as well. Um, Jer- Jeremiah Davenport, three-point shooter, and then Keon Menafield, who I think could be a breakout star next year. So five freshmen or, or, or five transfer guards with Trevin Brazil, who I think could be an SEC Player of the Year type talent. You add it in with a two-man high school recruiting class. This is a loaded, loaded, loaded team. So at this point, I've talked about Arkansas enough. You don't need me to keep going through their roster again and again. I have Arkansas at number five. Yes, they are good enough to make the school's first Final Four since 1995. And if everything breaks right, how about that? On the 30-year anniversary of their 1994 National Championship with Corliss Williamson, maybe this is a team that's good enough to do it again. Let's keep it going. Number six. This is a team that, that, that really moved, in my opinion, um, they really moved in my opinion over the last couple of days, and I'll take it a step further. They're sitting at 30 to one in the Betfred Sportsbook. So Betfred and I disagree. Love Betfred, but we disagree on this one. I got the Creighton Blue Jays at number six, and Creighton is a very interesting team, and we've talked about them a ton. They lose Arthur Kaluma to the portal, they lose Ryan Nemhard to the portal, two starters. But there was some friction in the locker room, and I think they probably maybe it's a little addition by subtraction without him. They got two players back at the NBA draft deadline. Ryan Kalkbrenner, 16 points, six rebounds, two and a half assists per game. And also Trey Alexander, a really talented guard, 13.1 points and about 42% three-point shooting. 
So in my opinion, you have one of the most versatile guards coming back, one of the most versatile centers in college basketball coming back. You also have added Steve Ashworth out of the transfer portal, and you have Baylor Shireman coming back for a fifth-year, second year at Creighton after transferring in last offseason. So what you have is a great starting five. Everybody kind of complements each other. The only concern is obviously they're not going to have a ton of depth. Um, you know, you worry about injuries or whatever. But this is a really good team. And remember, by the way, they're coming off an Elite Eight appearance. It's not like they lost in the first round of the tournament. They make the Elite Eight, are a game away from a Final Four. I think they got as good a chance as anybody next year to make a run to the Final Four. Let's keep it going at number seven. Back to the Big Ten, the Michigan State Spartans. And I know Michigan State, by the way, they're 18-1 to in the Betfred Sportsbook, plus 1,800. I know they technically had two players testing until the till the end, A.J. Hogard and uh, Jaden Akins. But this is a team that basically, I think they knew everybody was coming back really from about, I would say, you know, mid-April on. Tyson Walker, a really talented guard, all Big Ten guard, announced early he was coming back. And so you look at this team. I think this is the most talented team that Tom Izzo has had since 2019-2020, the tournament that was canceled because of COVID when he had Cassius Winston. There isn't much to say. This is a really talented group. They also had a couple really important freshmen for next year. Xavier Booker is a five-star top five prospect. I believe he's like the highest rated prospect they've signed in like 20 years coming out of high school. Jeremy Fears is a good point guard that I think in year two will turn into a star for this team. Michigan State is number seven. They're at 18 to one in the Betfred Sportsbook. Let's keep it going. I'll try to be a little bit quicker here. Number eight in AT's way too early top 25. It's the Marquette Golden Eagles at plus 2,200 in the Betfred Sportsbook. So when I look at Marquette, I'll just say this. They lost a guy named Omax Prosper, Olivier Max Prosper at the NBA draft deadline. But even despite it, they returned four starters. And remember, it was Marquette. Not UConn who won the championship. Not Creighton who made the Elite Eight. It was UConn, or it was Marquette that won the Big East regular season title and the Big East tournament title. Well, they returned four starters off last year's team. That includes the Big East player of the year, Tyler Kolick. About 14.5 points, 7.5 assists per game. This is a very talented basketball player and a very talented basketball team. The pieces fit. And I'll tell you, I'm not as down about losing Omax Prosper as a lot of people. He's a really good player, don't get me wrong. But they have the pieces on the roster internally to fill his spot. Stevie Mitchell was a bench player who is now going to start. I have Marquette at number eight. Number nine, maybe the most interesting story in college hoops. I have the Florida Atlantic Owls. FAU at number nine. Florida Atlantic made the Final Four. Here is maybe the craziest stat in all of college basketball. They did not lose a single player this offseason. Now, Janelle Davis and Elijah Martin, their two best players, did test the NBA draft waters, but they both came back, which is a win in and of itself. Both of those players could have gone to the portal. They could have gotten more guaranteed money. Both decided we're going to test the waters, but if we don't go pro, we're coming back. Here's the crazy part, though. Even with those guys back, they didn't lose a single player to the portal this offseason, meaning player, and I think they only had one player graduate. So like player 10, 11, 12, that wasn't even playing this year, decided I'd rather come back and be a part of this than go somewhere else. That's a testament to this school. That's a testament to this program. Now, listen, I get that it's hard to do better 
than 35 wins, which Florida Atlantic had this year in a Final Four. But this is a deserving top 10 team. I have Florida Atlantic at number 10, at number nine. Finally, at number 10, and then we'll rip through 10, uh, 11 through 25. Number 10, I have another team that made the Final Four. That's the Miami Hurricanes. Miami, very interesting offseason. They did lose Isaiah Wong, the ACC Player of the Year. But they bring back Nigel Pack, and they bring back their star forward, Norchad O'Meara, who is just a monster down low. On top of that, did a very good job in the portal. They replaced Isaiah Wong with a kid named Matthew Cleveland, who was the leading scorer and rebounder at Florida State. I think he is going to make a big step at Miami. But overall, most of the key pieces off of last year's Final Four team are back. They bring in a transfer. Miami's good enough to win the ACC again. And oh, by the way, remember, two years ago they made the Elite Eight, so there was nothing fluky about this Final Four run this year. I have Miami at number 10. Really quickly, I'm just going to rip through 11 through 25. Uh, and anybody notable or interesting, I'll talk about. Number 11 is Tennessee. Tennessee got some weirdly interesting news. Josiah Jordan James, a fifth-year guy, is coming back. They found out that at the deadline. That's in addition to Santiago Vescovi, Zakai Ziegler. So if you love Tennessee, if you hate them, a big chunk of their roster from last year is coming back. Also, crush the portal. Dalton Connect from Northern Colorado, 20 points per game is coming in, as is Jordan Ganey and Chris Ledlam, a transfer from Harvard. Tennessee is, again, going to have a really good, really deep team. Number 12, Arizona. We've talked about Arizona the last couple weeks. Added Keisha Johnson. Added Caleb Love. Added Jaden Bradley. I have them at number 12. Do worry a little bit about the shooting, but this is a team that should win or will at the very least compete for another Pac-12 title. Number 13, Houston. Don't think there's a ton to add here. Um, just a really good across-the-board team. Now, keep in mind with Houston, they are going to the Big 12 this year, so obviously a step up in competition, but they got good news at the NBA draft deadline. Their best player, Jamal Shedd, is back, as is LJ Cryer, a Baylor transfer who is testing. Houston at number 13. Number 14, here we go. I have Kentucky at number 14. And I think a lot of people are mad at me for having them that high, mostly Kentucky fans. Listen, I get the frustration. What I would say is this, and I've said it all offseason. John Calipari, historically, has been at his best with NBA-level talent and NBA-level guards. DJ Wagner is an NBA-level guard. Now, I am projecting that Antonio Reeves, the returnee, is going to stay at Kentucky. He can, of course, enter the transfer portal because he's a grad transfer. Cal still has some work to do. I'm not as down on them as most, and I'm curious to see if he can get some guys at the portal deadline. Listen, I've been critical for not doing more earlier, but again, I get that there's only so much that you can do when you have four top five-star freshmen coming in. So I have Kentucky at number 14. I'm not as down on them as most. 15 is a really interesting one. Texas A&M basically returns everybody off of a team that finished second in the SEC last year. I could see them winning the SEC regular season. I could see them as a two seed. Texas A&M is at number 16, num or number 15. Number 16, maybe the biggest mover in my poll over the last couple weeks is the Villanova Wildcats. Villanova has crushed the portal. We talked about it on Thursday's show. Tyler Burton, uh, formerly of Richmond, 19.7.5 rebounds per game. He transfers in, as does TJ Bamba. A, uh, a, a Washington State's leading scorer from a year ago, Lance Ware from Kentucky, transfers in. 
We're going to find out, can Kyle Neptune, their head coach, is he a coach? Because they got a roster that is loaded and ready to go. For those of you paying attention, by the way, that's four top 16 teams in the Big East. Villanova at number 16. 17, Gonzaga. We talked about them all offseason. They added Ryan Nemhard. They added Graham EK. We will see what happens with them. Don't think this is the best Gonzaga team, but Mark Few, to his credit, added some guys late. Number 18, North Carolina. I'm buying. Armando Baycott, R.J. Davis are back. They killed in the portal. Harrison Ingram from Stanford. Cormac Ryan from Notre Dame. And oh, by the way, they added five-star Elliot Cadeau this week. North Carolina at number 18. Number 19. How about Bronny James's USC Trojans? Love Bronny, but it's really about the fact that the number one high school player in America, some consider to be the number one high school player in America, Isaiah Collier, is going to USC. Their leading scorer, Boogie Ellis, is back as well. USC at number 19. Number 20, my boy Mike Effett Woodson and the Indiana Hoosiers. Added McKenzie and Baco. Added the transfer Kalel Ware from uh, Oregon. And also bring back Xavier Johnson as his starting point guard. Indiana at number 20. 21, another team that crushed the portal, the West Virginia Mountaineers. They added Kirk Creasa from Arizona. Jesse Edwards, a double-double machine from Syracuse. Uh, Raekwon Battle, a big-time scorer from West Vir- or, or from Montana State. And they might not be done. Olivier Kongwa from Tennessee is still in the mix for them. I have West Virginia at number 21. think Bob Huggins has a really good squad. 22, Alabama, we've talked about them. Lost Charles Bediaco. I'm a little worried about them, but they come in at number 22. Number 23, Sean Miller and the Xavier Musketeers cleaned up in the portal. Davion McKnight from West for, uh, Western Kentucky. Quincy Oliveri from Rice. A couple of really good players there, along with Zach Fremantle, Desmond Claude, and Jerome Hunter, who are back from last year's Sweet 16 team. Remember, they made the Sweet 16. 24, San Diego State, last year's national runners-up. Lamont Butler, among others, is back. They have some work to do in the front court, but I have San Diego State at number 24. And number 25, St. Mary's. They earned a five seed this year, lost to UConn in the second round, but they returned four or five starters. Number 26, Illinois. Great day at the NBA draft deadline. They are number 26. Maryland, 27. St. John's. Big Rick Energy. Rick Pitino, 28. Baylor, 29. Auburn, 30. Again, my top 10. Duke, number one. Kansas, two. Purdue, three. UConn, four. Arkansas, five. Creighton, six. Michigan State, seven. Marquette, eight. Florida Atlantic, nine. Miami, 10. And for all of your updated odds, go to the Bedford Sportsbook. All right. Fun segment. What it is time now for is to take a quick break. And when I come back, we are going to Finish the week. Aaron Wright, Aaron Wrong. That was a fun segment. Time to switch gears. Aaron Wright, Aaron Wrong, coming up next. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, we're getting back to the show in a minute. But before we do, I want to welcome back our presenting sponsor, Betfred Sportsbook in the Betfred Sportsbook app. The NBA playoffs are here and nobody has you covered quite like Betfred. By now, you know Betfred's story. Started in 1967 in the UK. Over 1,200 shops in the UK. They have since come to the United States and made a major splash. They are not only the presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres podcast and all things Aaron Torres media, but also the Cincinnati Bengals, the Colorado Rockies, the Denver Broncos. And what I love about Betfred Sportsbook is that nobody takes care of their customers quite like Betfred. You've seen the Betfred Sportsbook suite at Bengals games, it is hopping. We have sent listeners of this show to Denver Broncos VIP tailgates. Betfred betters have thrown out first pitches at Colorado Rockies games. Again, nobody takes care of you like Betfred Sportsbook does, and here is what they are doing for the NBA playoffs. How about this for a deal? Bet $50 on any game, all playoffs long, get up to $1,111 in free bets. Here's how it works. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app, bet $50 on any game. You automatically get $111 in free bets. But beyond that, here is what else Betfred does for you. They're going to give you up to $200 in insurance for the first five weeks that you're a Betfred customer. So maybe you make a bad pick. We all do. We've all been there. Trust me. You followed my picks in March Madness. It happens. So you bet $200, does not work out, get $200. 200 insurance for the first five weeks that you are a Betfred customer, equating up to $1,111 in free bets thanks to Betfred. Again, nobody takes care of you like Betfred does. Love working with them. They are the presenting sponsor of the Aaron Torres pod. Tell them Torres sent you. Download the Betfred Sportsbook app right now. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, everybody. 
Hi, back. Good to be back. Good to be back. Final segment of the show. Final segment of the week. So good to be back. And I do want to go ahead and wrap with America's favorite podcast segment where Aaron was right, where Aaron was wrong. We do it every week to wrap the show and wrap the week here on the Aaron Torres Pot. By now, if you've been listening to the show, you know the deal. If you haven't been listening to the show, now is as good a time as any to find out. Yes, I stole this bit from my buddy Colin Cowherd. Colin does where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong every week. And I decided to bring it to the Aaron Torres Sports Podcast to give you my best and worst takes of the week. Why am I doing it? It is because, listen, if you listen to this show, you already know, when I get stuff right, nobody likes to tell you how smart they are more than your boy Torres. Torres said this. Torres said that. Torres said, should have told you. Listen, Torres, I never shut up. And so we decided to bring Aaron Wright, Aaron Wrong to this podcast again. One, to end the week every week, kind of a funner, lighter segment, especially this time of year. There's not as much going on in sports. But two, also to hold your boy accountable because Torres gets a lot of stuff wrong. So let's not waste any more time where Aaron was right, where Aaron was wrong. Where Aaron was right. Since even before Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, was named the head coach of Colorado, I have said some Power 5 is going to hire this guy, and it is going to be a grand slam home run, no doubt about it, hire. Well, fast forward, and Coach Prime has not coached a game yet, but I will just say this. This guy is already making headlines and already creating buzz in even a way that I don't think I fully appreciated even when I was touting him as a legitimate Power 5 head coach. Why is that? Well, if you saw this week, a lot of the college football early season schedule has come out. Fox has its big noon kickoff. That is obviously Fox's biggest game of the week. And who do they have in week one? Colorado at TCU. Who do they have in week two? Colorado hosting Nebraska. So in Fox's biggest time slot, they have tabbed Colorado for two weeks in a row to be in that time slot. Could have picked some Big Ten teams. Could have picked Michigan, Ohio State, whomever. They decide to go with Coach Prime. Oh, by the way, week three when Colorado hosts Colorado State, Well, they play Colorado State. I don't know if they host them. That is going to be ESPN's Pac-12 after dark game. Again, I've said it a million times since Coach Prime got hired in late November, early December. We're going to find out in September how good of a coach he is, how quickly he can flip this roster. But this guy is a content machine. So excited to see him at Colorado. And I was dead right. I've been saying since day one he was going to create some excitement. And he has done that at Colorado again. Their first two games will be the big noon kickoff here on Fox in early September. Where Aaron was wrong. So listen, this is one I think I might be wrong on, and I'll be really happy if I was. But I have said for weeks and months, I didn't think there was a scenario in which the Pac-12 as a conference does survive. Here's the thing, though. If you listen to Thursday's Aaron Torres pod, at the end of the show, I did a big segment on Big 12 expansion, Big 12 realignment, and I'll be blunt. Up until about four or five days ago, I thought for sure if the Big 12 expanded beyond the 12 that they currently will have going forward, I thought it would for sure be the four corner schools in the Pac-12, Colorado, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, and I thought that would be the death knell of the Pac-12. Funny thing happened, though. While I do think Colorado is on its way out to the Big 12, as I said on the show the other day, if you look at the the rest of the legitimate expansion candidates in the Big 12, I think UConn is a real candidate. 
I think Gonzaga is a real candidate. I think San Diego State is a real candidate. And as I said, the focus seems to be in the Big 12. Football set. We got TCU. We got Kansas State. We're not going to get significantly better in football. So let's focus on these big-time basketball brands and make sure to shore up basketball so going forward, we cannot be left behind in basketball. With that said, though, that's all a long-winded way of me saying I think the Pac-12 might survive. I don't get the sense Utah wants to go to the Big 12 where they're going to be competing with their cross-state rivals, BYU. I don't get the sense that if Arizona leaves, necessarily it means Arizona State is going to leave. And I don't get the sense that Oregon and Washington have any interest in the Big 12 because they're waiting for that Big 10 invite that they are hoping is coming. And so this is all a long-winded way of me saying, I thought for sure we were eventually going to get to a situation where the Pac-12 died at some point this offseason. I think it just might survive, although I think it'll certainly be without Colorado, and it's going to look different. I think the Pac-12 might survive, at least for the short term. Where Aaron was right. Let's go from the Big 12 to the SEC. SEC league meetings were this week, and the one thing I was right about was this. As I have said for years, people ask me all the time, Torres, how do we get our arms around NIL, around the transfer portal? How do we keep players from going to three, four, five schools in a year? How do we keep schools from tampering with our players? What do we do? And I've said for years, the only answer is to eventually make school athletes employees. Now, listen, it's not what I grew up with. It's not what you grew up with. It's not your grandparents' college football or college basketball. But that is where we are eventually going because it is the only way to stem this and to keep, frankly, to keep the lawyers out of college sports as we know. So I don't love it. I wish there was another way. It feels weird to me, but I think we're eventually going to get there. And it was reconfirmed this week at SEC meetings. Nick Saban said at some point, we might as well just unionize this thing and make it like the NFL. Hugh Freeze said, we're basically the NFL right now, just without concrete contracts think we're going to get there probably within the next 10 years. It's going to be weird, but that is the only way to calm down college sports as we know it. Where Aaron was wrong. What was the other big takeaway from the SEC League meetings down in Destin this week? It's that Greg Sankey announced on Thursday afternoon, the SEC is going to stick with eight league games for the 2024 season. Now, as we discussed on Thursday's show, I don't think it's for forever. I think eventually we're going to get to the point where we do get to nine league games because ultimately it's what the fans want. It's what the TV partners want. It's what most of the schools want. I saw Missouri come out in favor of a nine-game league schedule. I saw AM come out in favor of a nine-game league schedule. You go on and on down the list. So I thought for sure. This to me felt like a no-brainer. Like It felt like it wasn't even going to be a debate, not even a question. We're going to nine league games when Texas and Oklahoma get to the SEC in 2024. But for at least one year, we're going to stick with eight. And I think that's kind of a loss for college football because I think we need more than one rivalry game for a lot of these schools. Texas has two great rivals in Oklahoma and Texas A&M. I want to see both of them every single year. Auburn has two great rivals, Alabama and Georgia. I want to see them both every single year. Uh, Georgia plays Auburn in Florida. I want to see them every single year. And so you go on and on down the list. I think we eventually get to nine. But this felt like a slam dunk, no doubt about it. And I guess we're not there because Greg Sankey said at SEC meetings in Destin this week, we're sticking with eight games for 2024. Where Aaron was right. So listen, Kentucky fans, I hate to belabor the point, 
But I have said for eight weeks now, John Calipari, you got to start moving in the transfer portal. And we've gone over it again and again and again and again. So forgive me. I'm not trying to be that guy that's always trying to say, oh, Torres was right. He gets everything right. No, because I get a lot of stuff wrong. I'm talking about it right now. But on April 5th, I said, like, everybody's moving here. Auburn's making moves. Tennessee's making moves. Arkansas's making moves. Villanova's making moves. North Carolina's making moves. And John Calipari's just kicking his feet up. Oh, no, we got this. Well, fast forward. It is now June 2nd. And unless something has changed since I recorded this on late June 1st, Kentucky only has seven scholarship players going into the first week of June. Listen, the portal is just a different beast. You can't spend two, three weeks deciding, do we want to offer? Do we not want to offer? Should we evaluate this kid? Is he the right fit? No, you got to move and you got to move quick or somebody else will. I hope this is a lesson to John Calipari because you cannot wait in the portal. I told Kentucky fans eight weeks ago, Cal was moving too slow. It is now June and Kentucky has seven scholarship players. Where Aaron was wrong. So I'll be blunt. I've kind of given up on Villanova as a college basketball power after this past season, right? Jay Wright makes the Final Four two years ago in 2022 in New Orleans. He ends up retiring. Kyle Neptune takes over, and it's a disappointing year. And I get the idea of, well, you know, I mean, how much can you really blame them? They had a couple guys hurt last year, blah, 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 blah. But I kind of said, like, I mean, they weren't. They lost to Portland, okay? They shouldn't have been as bad as they were. But I bring it up because I was kind of just out on them. And then this offseason, they cleaned up in the portal. We talked about it earlier on today's show. We talked about it on Thursday's show as well. TJ Bamba from Washington State. Hakeem Hart from Maryland. Tyler Burton from Richmond. I don't know if Kyle, Kyle Neptune is the right guy. I almost said Kyle Burton, who I think is a NASCAR guy. Tyler Burton, Kyle Neptune. I put them together and Kyle Burton. Anyway. I didn't really know if he was the guy, but listen, he's done everything right in the portal. And as I said, Villanova is a legitimate top 20 team going into next year. I'll say this. We're going to find out if this guy can coach because he has got a squad going into 2023, 2024. And I really like what I see out of that group. Finally, where Aaron was right. So we've talked about this topic a lot the last three, four weeks, but Ron Holland, Five-star player, number one in America, decommits on April 28th from Texas. Remember, number one player in America, sticks with Texas through Chris Beard, through the arrest, through the firing, then decides in late April that he is going to go and reopen his recruitment. The day he reopened his recruitment, I said, I thought it'd be down to the G League Ignite program and Arkansas, with my early lean being G League Ignite. Well, on Thursday or Wednesday or whenever it was, he officially committed to G League Ignite. But finally, that brings me to where Aaron was wrong. I really can't take credit for that. Because while at one point I did think Ignite was the favorite, all signs pointed towards Arkansas, which we talked about on last show. And I think Arkansas, I'll be blunt, I thought he was going to Arkansas. I think Arkansas thought he was going to Arkansas. And at the last minute, G League Ignite swooped in. We talked about it the other day. But listen, I can't really take credit for anything because this guy, in my opinion and in my sourcing and people I talked to, he was essentially signed, sealed, and delivered to go to Arkansas. So I got this one dead wrong. My first hunch was either Ignite or Arkansas. Then I went all in on Arkansas. Fast forward, and he eventually ends up with Ignite. The good thing is Eric Musselman has cleaned up in the portal. He's done a great job. 
and they ain't slowing down anytime soon, even without Ron Holland, by the way. All right, I think that's it for this episode of the Air Tour Sports Podcast. You talk about a loaded week. I mean, come on. We just had Memorial Day last week. And how about your boy Torres pumping out four shows after the holiday weekend? Monday previewed the NBA draft deadline, or, or Tuesday previewed the NBA draft deadline. Wednesday reacted to Caleb Love. Thursday reacted to the draft deadline. Big 12 expansion, all that good stuff. And now our Friday show is complete. If you're not subscribed, please make sure to do so. Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to rate and review the show. Go ahead and give us a quick five stars. Let us know what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Make sure you're following on social media, at Aaron underscore Torres on Twitter, at Aaron Torres Pod on Instagram, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com, Aaron Torres Podcast Questions at gmail.com. Also, the College Hoops Daily Feed. We are doing NBA draft previews. Make sure to subscribe there, and we'll probably drop even one or two of them on this feed as well. That's all for today's show. It is time for me to get out of here. It is time for me to enjoy a June weekend. So with that said, thank you guys and girls for listening, and I will be back on Monday. Shout out to Torncrank. Shout out to Rachel, who hates my voice. Shout out to JJ Reddick, you F-head. Unblock me, bro. God, was I right in that JJ Reddick argument. I'll be back Monday. New episode of Aaron Torres Pod. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.